You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth Podcast. I'm Dan. The last one of the season. For the 2022 season, yes. yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't keep going. <laughs> they have all gone home, man. What do we got to talk about? Hey, they going home, but we're not going home. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. A quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Hero YouTube page, like, share, comment, all that good stuff, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. As David alluded to in the <laughs> intro, the Dolphin season, the ups and downs, the fun, the not so fun has come to an end. The Dolphins, the first playoff game in six years, they were eliminated from the postseason by the Buffalo Bills, 34-31. to 31, A hard-fought game uh, as double-digit underdogs. They gave the, the Bills a run for their money and even held the lead uh, for a little bit in the third quarter. But ultimately, the division rival, the division rival comes on top, advances to the postseason, while the Dolphins start to transition into the offseason. We got a lot to talk about as we wrap up, conclude this 2022 season, put a bow on it, put our thoughts on what we saw over the past couple months, as well as look ahead to the offseason, which is low-key going to be a juicy, interesting one. Um, but I want to start, like I said, with really putting our final thoughts on that. We we, we, we all saw the game. Uh, the Dolphins with their third-string quarterback, seventh-round pick quarterback, Skylar Thompson, um, fall behind by 17 early, but the defense and special teams get them back in, uh, give them a short lead uh, in the third quarter. The Bills come back on top. The Dolphins had the ball late with the opportunity. They're tied the game. They're going for a go-ahead score. But some play clock issues that were prevalent the entire game, entire season, they pop up again. Dolphins can't stop the clock, uh, can't stop the play clock, uh, get a delay of game penalty, and then ultimately uh, Thompson's pass to tight end Mike Kosicki is incomplete. And, that, uh, and the Bills, you know, finished out that game at Hardmark Stadium. And, uh, and, you know, we spoke to general manager Chris Greer and head coach Mike McDaniel on Monday where, you know, we asked them an assortment of questions about the season. They're, you know, obviously the first year under Mike McDaniel in this McDaniel era, as well as kind of looking into the offseason. 
And, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, there were two questions that really stood out to me and two answers that really stood out to me from Chris Greer. Um, the first being, you know, was this a successful season? And he said, yes, I mean, it was a successful season, but we're not satisfied. Uh, the second that really stood out to me um, was the final question that he got, which was, is a nine and nine record, you know, counting the wild card round loss is a nine and nine record, a fair reflection of the season. And, and that question actually required a little bit of thought. Chris Greer it was right as he was getting up to leave and he kind of thought about it and he said, Hey, you know, I started off working out, working with Bill Parcells, who says you are what your record. Uh, it says, um, we had a lot of injuries, but at the end of the day, we made the playoffs. We had an opportunity to beat one of the best football teams in the NFL on the road and we came up short. So it kind of is what it is. And that's really where, that's really where I want to start. You know, it, to yeah. another Parcellsism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And when I thought about that, and then I thought about how I feel about the season and how Dolphins fans should feel about the season, I tend to agree with uh, with Chris Greer. You know, um, this team made, you know, a series of moves last offseason because they thought that they were underachieving, underproducing, not where they were, you know, not where they should be, um, you know, as it relates to, you know, kind of this that rebuild and that uh, that they started in 2019. And I think that every NFL team that comes short of the ultimate goal, which is getting to and winning the Super Bowl, uh, they all have, you know, feeling they all have this feeling of, you know, what if what if this happened? What if that happened? Um, but when I look at the Dolphins season, I think about that so much. I mean, I thought about that in the hours after the game on Monday. I'm thinking about it right now. Um, you know, Mike McDaniel talked about a lot of missed opportunities against the Bills. And there was one missed opportunity that he wouldn't acknowledge, but I will, and that, that I brought up to him, and he wouldn't acknowledge, but I will acknowledge it. And that's the absence of Tua Tungabaloa, who obviously missed that game because of his second concussion this season, diagnosed concussion this season. Um, you know, when you look at a three-point loss with again your third your, your third string seventh round rookie quarterback, um, and you consider the fact that this was a division rival that you played twice. And in both games, the margin of victory was, you know, one was three points or fewer. It's really hard to think, you know, what if Tua wasn't there? And again, there's a lot of injuries. I mean, the Dolphins had a lot of injuries. The Bills had a lot of injuries. Every single team has a lot of injuries. But I almost think that, like, in a sense, like, this season was defined by when Tua was in the lineup and when Tua was not in the lineup. You know, they went one and four in games when when he didn't play. And I believe they were eight and five when he did play. Obviously, you know, they had that losing streak toward the end of the season. Um, but we I think that again, we really saw the difference in this offense when again when two was in the lineup and when two was not. I mean, Skyler, for all, you know, he 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 battled out there. He fought, he tried, he was trying to make plays. Um, but it was clear that, you know, this is a completely different offense. This is a completely different team when two is out there. Um you know, I think that the expectation is that, you know, the arrows pointing up, you know, they have a they have a solid core of players and veterans that they can build around. Um, you know, they're going to have to figure up some cap space and make some moves and whatnot. Um, and, and the expectation is like, all right, they're, they're just going to be better next season. Uh, but, but the NFL doesn't work like that. You know, every season is independent of itself. Every season has a lot of different bounces. Maybe the Dolphins are, you know, have better injury luck next year. Maybe they have worse injury luck. I mean, we don't know. A lot of stuff can happen between now and when the games start to be played again next season. And even during throughout the course of the season, as we witnessed, you know, for the past couple of months. Um, 
so this wasn't a perfect team by any by any means. Um, you know, they were a very flawed team, but every team has flaws. But still, again, you know, the the last the last really, you know, picture of the Dolphins is, you know, your seventh round pick quarterback, you know, trying to lead you on a game winning drive. Uh, you know, I, I can't help but think if Tua was available for one game, for that game, for a couple other games during the season, are we kind of looking at this season a lot differently? I mean, that's that's how I how I guess a lot of people look at their seasons at the end of the day, you know, what could what could have been. Um, but you know, it was a fun season. But still, I mean, there's still kind of a piece piece man's thinking like, mm-hmm, what if? Well, I mean, that's and that's of course that's every team at the end of the season. And you um they you know, the Dolphins did have they had a chance you know, Sunday, because as you know, we and I have said all season, this is not a great NFL this season. There's no there's no great teams. You know, and the Bills might be the best team in the AFC, but boy, they're they're pretty darn sloppy there. And uh, you know, it was it was exactly the kind of game that you pr- can produce an upset. It was a, a lot of sloppy play, uh, a lot of drop passes. Not not you know, Dolphins had you know guys, you know Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I think dropped a total of three passes that they normally never drop. I mean, we're you know we're talking right in their hands. The, the Bills blew blew some big plays on on drops um, that proceed like one of them that preceded the, the Xavier Howard interception. I think that kind of turned the game around. Yeah. Um, and one thing we should also say: the Dolphins were in there battling not only with a rookie quarterback but with a rookie head coach, and that yeah. rookie head, and that definitely showed up on Sunday. No, for sure. Um, and. Uh, the whole process of you know, you know, the the not getting the plays in smoothly, uh, the using up the timeouts. I am, and I'll say, there's nothing that drives me nuts more than coaches burning timeouts early in the half to avoid delay of game penalties. You know, John Madden once said, "Look." Never he he he. You say he used to yell at players who would you know call timeout to avoid delay game penalty. It's like, so what? Five yards, okay. We'll, we'll live with that. But this wow. is a, this. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, in a, in a situation like the end of the game, that's yeah. where you want the timeout. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right because because they so could have used it on that fourth and one. Yeah, you yeah. want that timeout then. Who gives a damn what what's happening back in you know the third quarter? Your third and three becomes a third and eight. So what? Live with it. <laughs> you know, don't burn that time out there. You know, because you might and probably and if you look at that game, you how that game was going, you probably will need that later one way or the other. And guess what? The Dolphins sure as heck would have liked that timeout. Or they, they might have voted a couple of those timeouts. And they would have liked those right at that end when they couldn't figure out what the heck was going on or what down it was or whatever. Um, whatever shouldn't have been, you know, should should not have been happening at that point. They should, could have used a timeout to, you know, calm everything down, figure out what was going on and approach what was a fourth and one and, you know, maybe get the first down and maybe who knows what happens then. Um, but no, they, they and they... I think also uh, Mike McDaniel put, or you know, 
put Skylar Thompson in a bad position when they were up 28-24. They're back deep in their end, you know, third and long. You know, everything's going your way, and, you, you know, he obviously dials up something that's, that's calls up something that's designed to try to get the first down. And, you yeah. know, Skylar Thompson's a gamer. He's going to, he's going to try to, you know, make the, he's going to try to do what the play is designed to do. And, you know, it just it completely didn't work. And that was really the turning uh, point. That was really yeah. the turning point of that game. Huge turning point. I yeah. mean, that, that, when that, when that happened, that's when you went, uh, yeah. That's what you didn't need. That's because the offense, I mean, the defense was playing very well up to that point. Right. It had the strip sack that got them the lead. And, you right. know, it, it, you would have rather they would have the Bills were going to get decent field position regardless, but you would have rather had them start maybe at the 50 midfield. Right. Rather than inside the, you know, near the, the red zone. Right. And especially after a turnover where they're suddenly like, woo, all right, all right. You know, we're, you know, we're back in business on Blue Star. All right. You know, and, and, Instead of just okay, we got the punt. Let's get out here. Let's get let's let's see if we can do something because we haven't done nothing. We haven't done anything this half. Totally different vibe when you saw it happen. Got saw it change there. Um, yeah, it, and this kind of you know, as far as the season overall, it went about like we kind of talked about at the start. You know, we were like, eh, are they going to get into the playoffs? They not. We weren't sure. 10 win team, maybe yes, maybe no, maybe they get in, maybe they edge in. Well, what happened? They won nine games, they edged in, and then they lost in the first round. Okay. That's a that's about where we had that's pretty much where we had them. And they didn't get there the way we thought they would. Yeah. But they kind of they are what they are where we thought they were, what they would be as a team. Um, you know they had injuries to the wrong people at the wrong time which was and that was that was all, that was always going to be the, the big the big deciding factor i mean every, how, everybody's got injuries but it, when they say oh everybody's got injuries yeah but you know all injuries aren't created equal right, right. That, that left that that left guard versus you know your the quarterback, quarterback. It's, it's a little different you know, you're starting you're you're starting cornerback you know when you get ready to face joe burrow or you know he's going to try to play through injury um you know you're you know, you're starting left tackle. Uh, you know, it, these were key injuries, and um, you know, it, they were the Dolphins didn't have the depth to overcome them, and not many teams do. Uh, but the you know, there the losing streak, however, did happen. A good chunk of it happened with two a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing, you know, you have to go back to is the first ability is availability. And um, Tua, for whatever reason, he's he's had a variety of injuries. Uh, you know, some some people just have bad injury luck. But that but now he's we're looking talking concussions and that's a tough one. That's tough. Um, you know, Maybe after an off season, you know, they will not be an issue again. Uh, but his track record is not one of, you know, being showing up and suiting up, you know, 17 games uh, plus the playoffs, which is what you kind of want your 
you know, your quarterback to do if you're talking about the Super Bowl. And which is what and which is what we everybody should be talking every, you know, most teams, you know, are talking about it's, you know, either building toward a Super Bowl or being a Super Bowl team. Um yes. you know, I think the 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 Bills, Kansas City, the Bengals, they all think their guys get, you know, even though Joe Burrows missed missed a lot of time two years ago, they all think, hey, going into the season, yeah, our guy, yeah, he's gonna be there for 17 games unless we sit him. And, you know, however many playoff games we play, you think the Dolphins can say that with any confidence? With if they have any sense? No, of course not. That's and that's a problem. That's a problem. It's so the 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 question with Tua has gone from on the field to can he get on the field and stay on the field and um you know the so you know i if they don't have questions about if they don't have questions about him uh you know they have questions about him they just, they, they just not tell if they, they're you know they don't want to tell everybody in the free world but common sense says they have questions about him. And, you know, that's kind of a, that's one thing that sends you into the off season with a little bit of a, you know, uh, the bitter aftertaste, you know, kind of like the bad diet drinks. And, um, you know, the, they, uh, you know, defensively, you know, are they, you know, do they look like they should be better than next year than they were this year? You know, yeah. It, it, there's a lot of yeah buts with this team. Like it looks like it should. You know, they should. Everything should be a little bit be better, and you know that you know we should be looking at a better team this next year that maybe contends for the AFC East and looks like what they were what we what they were looking like at eight and three and but that's that it it's not a definitive where you go okay yeah they're definitely going to be that you know it's it's maybe and i think you know i think mike mcdaniel would be a better coach he will be a better coach he he, there were times this year he showed uh his rookies and that's that's what that happens with every single head coach um Every single first year head coach, you, you know, no matter what type of team you are handed, you will show your rookiness at some point. And, you know, a few times it hasn't mattered. The team's been good enough to overcome that, but that's not this team. And it's not most teams. Uh, I think Mike Daniel will, if he's honest with himself, he'll, he'll learn from things this season. And, um, you know, he'll come back a better coach. But you know, this is a this is a, this is still a team very much a work in progress. And uh, you know, first thing they first thing they gotta figure out is who's gonna be the backup quarterback next year. You know, because what you think you're gonna get again, how can you rely? How can you think you're gonna get to a or seven? No, no. I don't think they thought they were going to get two over seventeen games this season, and they didn't. So, you know, 
how can you think you're going to do it, get it next season when, you know, you got, you know, concussion issues and any other issues, you know, there might be. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely was to, to your earlier point. It definitely was a young team. You know, they brought in some, some, uh, some vets like Teron Armstead and Tyree kill and uh, Melvin Ingram. But, you know, this was a very young team, you know, I, I believe close to a third of the roster made their playoff debuts. Um, last Sunday and you know it was like you said a first year coach and Mike McDaniel you definitely saw the strides uh but most specifically with two in the offense um but you know they're definitely and they 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 definitely took a positive step forward I mean the, the postseason appearance speaks to that completely and they also I think they showed on Sunday they looked like a first year playoff team they looked like they weren't I don't want to say they weren't yeah they, they weren't buttoned up they, they weren't they, buttoned up. They they weren't ready for that level of how the level of play really does rise. The intensity does rise. Everything rises up. It, it, it happened like we, we talked about last week. You got you get caught in that wind tunnel, and suddenly by the time you're out of the wind tunnel, you're 17 17 nothing, and yeah. you're like, oh, don't bleep. Let me, you know, let's, let's just hang on for, you know, hang on for dear life and hope you don't get blown out, you know halfway to Boston and uh but they to their credit you know hung in there you know uh they let they let Buffalo go Buffalo you know did what Buffalo can do and you know they got back in the game and that was and, and uh you know all credit to them that's a lot of heart as a team um and they I think if you played that game Again, you know, this next week, I, I'm not saying the Dolphins will win it, but I don't think it's that 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 blitz shock out of you know out of out of nowhere that very clearly happened. And you know, next year, I think uh, you know you're going to have a lot of people much more used to if they get back to the playoffs. You're going to have a lot of people much more used to the playoff atmosphere. The playoff level of play, the playoff intensity, the you know, uh, you know, just the whole the whole thing, and so you know, that's they're where they they're where we thought they were, where they'd be. Yeah, like I said, positive steps forward. The arrows definitely pointed up, and um, you know, expectations have definitely been raised in Miami. So we'll see where they go from here. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back on the side of things, we're going to get into some comments from Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer's end of season news conference, as well as give our thoughts on what the Dolphins should prioritize in the offseason now that they've uh, reached that point. So stay locked with us and we'll be back soon. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins in that podcast, talking all things Dolphins with David New. And we got to slowly, it's that time, we got to slowly transition into the offseason, which sets up to be a, a fairly interesting one for the Dolphins. Uh, as I said before, Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer had their end of season news conference uh, on Monday in Miami Gardens at the Baptist Health Training Complex. There was a lot of interesting stuff to come out of that roughly 25 uh, minutes sit down with, you know, the two big decision makers of the franchise. Um, I think over the weekend and into Monday, I think the, the biggest news uh, really was, you know, kind of an update on Tua, his standing with the franchise, his future, as well as kind of the the injury concerns around him. Um, so early Sunday, uh, ESPN reported, reported that Tua is expected to return as the team's starting quarterback in 2023 for his fourth season in Miami. Um, Later after later that day, after the game, Mike McDaniel was asked about it and he all but confirmed it. He said, he's our leader. I'd be a fool not to embrace him when he comes back. You know, I made so many strides with him. We, I look forward to continuing that. I asked Chris Greer about that um, early in Monday's uh, news conference. And he, once again, uh, reiterated what Mike said. Um, I specifically asked him about um, uh, the fifth-year option for Tua and a potential long-term deal because Tua, now that he's reached the conclusion of his third season, um, he's eligible for a long-term deal, as are you know his draftmates Joe Burrow and uh, Justin Herbert. Um, the Dolphins also have until day <laughs> one to activate, or excuse me, exercise the fifth-year option for Tua, um, which would essentially, essentially, uh, you know, ensure a fifth year of that rookie contract and extend it through the twenty twenty-four season. And that fifth year would include a significant pay raise up to $22 million fully guaranteed. Um, that's a lot of money, but, you know, in the world and the landscape of QB contracts now, uh, <clears throat> it's kind of pennies. It's kind of a bargain, um, you know, if you're getting good quarterback play compared to some of the, the biggest deals. You know, Aaron Rodgers just signed a deal for $50 million. Russell Wilson, um, Kyler Murray just signed deals close to $50 million. Um, so we talked about earlier the big question of, if Tua can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy and we see the type of play that we saw uh, this past season, league's highest rated passer, 25 touchdowns, uh, you know, one of the more one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL. If they can get that play over the next two seasons, um, that is a bargain. That is a steal. Uh, Chris Greer, as expected, didn't give definitive, uh, you know, he didn't he, he didn't. Un- unveil his plans. Um, he said everything was on the table in terms of the, in terms of the fifth year option, a long term deal. Um, but what was really really interesting from that presser is um, he took a lot of questions about uh, the concussion concerns and two is two diagnosed concussions this season. Um, and he said, "quote The team has no concerns about that." He said that uh, the team had received consultation from their doctors, um, consultation from 
doctors through the NFL Players Association that said that he's not prone, even after two uh, diagnosed concussions this season, he's not more prone to or susceptible to sustaining a concussion as anyone else. He also said that, uh, and he and Mike McDaniel also said that uh, the helmet that he's wearing is one of the highest rated in terms of safety, but they're also going to work with him uh, because, you know, as we said before, it seems like he's been the way these uh these concussions have been uh came about have been in similar ways with him hitting the back of his head um all of that is to say um have the dolphins made the right decision or what should they do with Tua? because uh, i've kind of gone back and forth about this where first i'll start with the the concussion uh statement that they made that they don't believe it's going to be a concern going forward and they were told that it's not he's not more susceptible to standing concussions than anyone else I found that particularly interesting um, because we've talked several times over the past couple months about how um, there's a lot of gray area with concussions. I mean, there's a lot of people that that are on both sides and there's, you know, there's a lot more information about concussions that we had in the past decade um, and decade plus, uh, but there's still a lot of gray area with that. You know, I've talked to neurologists that have said that you are more prone to concussions if you sustain two or three um, in, in a certain time frame. I mean, there was um, information from, I believe, um, a neurological um, organization that said you are, I mean, football players that do sustain concussions are three to times more likely to sustain another one. Um, if that is what those doctors are telling them, I can't dispute that because that's what they said. I'm just going off of the little research that is out there and the fact that there is a lot of gray area, um, this is a big risk. I mean, you you talked about it a bit earlier. I mean, it, it's a big risk because, um, and I think that over the coming months, what they do with Tua's contract will tell a lot. Um, they're, you know, we can get into this in you know, later episodes and whatnot, but they, they're in a kind of a precarious cap situation right now. Um, they only have about, 40 guys signed up for next season and they have to fill out that roster, but they're over the cap. So they got to, they got to cut guys. They got to restructure some contracts to have enough money to make signings and make impactful signings and fill out the roster. So I don't necessarily expect them to give two a big contract this year, um, but it'll be interesting to see if they exercise that fifth year option and uh, to keep them in Miami through the 2024 season. Um, I, I think that if they don't exercise that, contract that would kind of send the message that are right, we're kind of putting it on this final year this this fourth year um to show us that you know what happened last year um wasn't just an anomaly and that you can stay healthy um you know there are a lot of people that are that are a lot of fans and some you know, people that are just out on to and they're saying hey if we can't count on you to stay healthy um you know we can't give you that long-term deal but I also kind of look at it the other way and i'm like well, who else are you going to bring in? I mean, you traded one of your first round picks. They had to forfeit another one, the second fourth first round pick that they have in this upcoming draft because of uh, the tampering scandal and the punishment for that. Um, the Dolphins don't have a, a ready-made solution on the roster, and they really don't have the means to go out and get a productive starter who is going to they might give them 17 games, which Tua hasn't been able to, but are they going to give them that level, the level of production over this past season? They really don't have any clear replacements or options right now. I don't want to say they're stuck with him, um, but if they even if they wanted to make a change, they don't have the means to do it in this offseason, at least to my knowledge. Um, yeah, that sounds like they're stuck with him. <laughs> well, well, I mean, well, that, that's the definition of they're stuck with him. 
Well, 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 it depends on on the perspective, and obviously Chris Greer won't tell us exactly what he's thinking. But if they if they if they were truthful that they have no concerns about it, then they're not stuck with them. You know, if if they're thinking in the back of their mind, and you said that they probably are, but if they're thinking, oh, can this guy really be available when we need him, and we need to get somebody else, they don't have the means to do that. Um, you know, the concussions. I'm gonna leave that in the hands of the the concussion kind of part of it. I'm gonna leave that to the doctors. I'm not a doctor, so I, I, I'm only gonna say so much when it comes to that. If he's healthy, um, I mean, we we saw it. This was a top offense, one of the best offenses in the NFL when he was healthy and in, in the lineup. When he wasn't, they're one of the worst. I mean, there's no way around that. Um, yep. Do I do I think that Tua? I mean, I'm sure Tua will be cleared at some point. He'll be back in whether it's OTAs, training camp, start the season. He'll be there. Um, am I confident he's going to give the Dolphins seventeen games, uh, seventeen regular season games? No, because the history says that's not going to happen. The history says that has not happened yet. Um, but if two is in the lineup, am I confident that there's going to be high level football on offense and the Dolphins are going to be one of the better offenses in the NFL? I'm very confident of that. Um, so it is going to be interesting. I mean, I think that if I'm kind of putting myself in Chris Greer's kind of uh, seat, I mean, I exercise the fifth-year option. I give it one more year to see how he does in terms of, you know, staying healthy, availability, the level of play. Um, you know, I try to continue to build around him, build the defense up. And then, you know, after that fourth season, I, I think I think it'll be very clear, like, We've had a lot of questions about Tua. Like, is is he a bust? Is he a starting quarterback? Can he be a good, great quarterback? I think that we've reached a point after the season where we know this is a legitimate starting quarterback and you can build around him. You can win because of him, not in spite of him. Um, And I think that after his fourth season, you know, whether it's after we see another year of him in this McDaniel scheme, this system, um, you know, we see whether he can stay healthy or not. We'll know fully who Tua is. if he's an injury, if he's a talented but injury prone quarterback, I mean, we're going to know that after the fourth year. Is he a guy who's had some really bad breaks, but, you know, it can break out and stay healthy? I mean, we're going to see that in year four. Um, so, you know, Mike, I mean, uh, Mike McDaniel, Chris Greer said that they expect him to uh, to be the quarterback in 2023. Sometimes, you know, you got to sometimes that talk is lip service. But, you know, right now I'm anticipating he will be um, and we'll see what happens in year four. But, you know, if he's a starting quarterback in 2023. We'll go through that season, and I think that by then we'll know who he is, and I think that by then we'll know if he really, really is deserving of that long-term big contract by his play and availability. Uh, well, there's no question he's going to be the starting quarterback in 2023. The question is, how many games is he going to start? And to me, like I said earlier, I want to know who his backup's going to be because he has so far has not played 17 games. And the number of games he misses, you know, can de- might determine whether or not the Dolphins are in the playoffs or not. Or I mean, if they're a yeah. seventh seed. Or that is, I was going to say that three. If Tua, you know? play, if Tua plays one or two extra games, maybe they're playing Jacksonville in uh in the wild card round, and maybe they win that game. Oh, oh yeah, that, even, with, yeah, even that, without that, Tua, even that, without that's, Tua. That's yeah, that, that, yeah. That would that's no guarantee, but yeah, it's it's you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe they're playing Jacksonville instead of Buffalo, which, you know, yeah, one, one slop, sloppy team with a big arm quarterback with another sloppy team with a big arm quarterback, uh, going playing at home, you know, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, 
I mean, that's, uh, like I said, they, they can't not have questions about him. It's just common sense. They can't not have questions about him, and they can't automatically think we're going to give him, you know, you know, we're going to, you know, take the fifth year. They are kind of stuck with him. They, you know, they are kind of stuck with him because, as you point out, they, they don't have the means to, you know, uh, barring some blockbuster trade, they, they don't have the means to, you know, bring in somebody, get somebody, get, you know, get a top two, even two first or second round pick at quarterback. And you don't want to, you don't want to spend your, you know, spend what draft picks you have remaining on, you know, uh, you know, on a, on a quarterback that, I mean, you just better to build around, build around this guy and, you know, cross your fingers, get a bit, get a good backup, you know, get your team better. Hope, hope your team gets better so they can survive, you know, the games that history says he's going to miss. And, um, you know, he should be better next year. He should be better in the system. He should be, he should have even more cohesiveness with his receivers. He should have more cohesiveness with, you know, with Mike McDaniel. Um, you know, the only question again is for how many games, you know, are we, is he going to play 17? Is he going to play 12? Play 10? And when he's not there, who's going to be there? I mean, is is it going to be Skylar? Is it going to be Skylar Thompson? To get, I mean, you know, they're are they going to, probably not going to bring back Teddy? You know, is Skylar Thompson going to be battling for the backup quarterback spot with someone else? You know, um, and a, a better backup, a better number two, and does Skylar Thompson grow into the number two spot and you know give you more next year? When he's not a, you know, when he's not a, when he's a second year guy, the seventh with seventh round pick, but he's played in a playoff game, yeah, you know, um, and it's a close playoff game. And when he's, you know, he's played in, he's played in key games, important games that they needed to win that were, you know, either win or else. He's played two of those already. That's which, you know, that's pretty decent for a rookie season. Yeah. Um, you know, does is he does he want to be the guy? And if he is the guy, can he be counted on? Um, can he be counted on when you can't count on tour? Um, yeah. To you know, it, again, that's I think that's the big ro- the big roster question to me uh, is what's what happens with that backup position and you know uh you know yeah they're gonna have they're gonna have to do a little do a little you know three card monte with the uh with the salary cap to get around it um yeah in order to satisfy or stay under it allegedly um you know, stay under it in that Denver late nineties way where you don't. Um but yeah, to sign the rest of the roster. I mean they've um and because yeah they do have other needs. 
the need to be satisfied. Um, this is not a complete team, but it can be an improved team. But that it really does hinge so much hinges on that one position and where, you know, because suddenly your defense, you know, your defense, your defense isn't on the field as as long. They suddenly look a lot better, you know. Yeah. Everything looks a lot. Everything looks a lot better if you're if you got a team putting if you got an offense that's giving you, you know, twenty eight to thirty points a game, and you know, you know, putting the fear of you know the big strike in the other team, and if you know you can get them to run, you know, if they can actually, you know, get the run going and stay with the run a little bit, yeah. which I think some, it's something as a, you know, Mike McDaniel might look back on this season and say, yeah, I maybe need to take a little heat off my quarterbacks and, uh, you know, pound the rock a little bit just to, if sometimes just to, just to do it. Um, so, they're not going to the concussion stuff I know uh, it very rarely goes away Um, you know the guys who get knocked around tend to and get suffer the concussions and the guys who get knocked out they tend to keep getting knocked out of games. You know, it's it's usually not a you know one or two times, and that's you know, and that goes back a long way. You know, we back when and up till today, it's just so maybe there's not a medical reason maybe there's not a medical connection of oh yeah they you know there's there are no more susceptible concussions but <sighs> history says yeah you get a you get one you get two you get maybe three and you know you you it's now you're on it's like you're on the concussion like frequent flyer list and you know, you suddenly start getting five and six, and you know, later on down the road, forget you know, revealing to people that you don't remember certain halves of games. They let you play. That's not that's abnormal. That's not the norm now. But you know, so you know, there have to be questions about to uh, you know, as far as that, just like I said, just common sense. It's common sense. It's his personal history. It's overall NFL history, NFL quarterback history, you know, tr- you know, history trend, whatever you want to call it. So, and, but they have to, I think mean, they have to build the team. You know, you have to improve the team, but you also have to think in terms of, okay, what can we do to make sure that, when this guy's out, we can win games and not just win games 11 to six because the other team, you know, is dog meat on offense. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean the yeah the uh in the backup quarterback position is always important, you know, because again you're you're one play away from you know being the starter. Um, but definitely given to his injury history, you know that's a position that you know becomes a, a lot more paramount. I think that we even saw that um with the signing of Teddy this past off season, but obviously he had his own uh injury problems as well and he wasn't able to be available so um he i was gonna say teddy is a unrestricted free agent i believe so it's gonna be interesting to see if they bring him back it's this uh, competition with skyler um mcdaniel and greer were asked about that but um you know they didn't say whether you know skyler was going to be given the opportunity to be the number two guy um but again that is something that you know they have to factor into their equation when they kind of divvy out um you know the, the cap space they're gonna have to free up um it will be interesting well, to see, yeah why wouldn't you give Skyler the opportunity to be number two guy? I mean, I, mean, it, I don't it, know. Maybe it, they don't think he's ready. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it, it, but, obviously, but it also makes sense economically. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think in a perfect world, and we said this before, I think in a perfect world, you know, Skyler showed them enough to feel like, hey, okay, he without a doubt is number two guy. Would I just anoint him the number two guy? I, I don't think so. No. Um, but, you know, maybe they think differently. Maybe they think that after an offseason of work and the reps, um, you know, he'll be he'll he'll be ready for that role. We, we just I'm not saying annoying, but I'm saying, you know, you better give him a serious look as your number two guy. Common sense as you do that. again, common sense as you do that. He he's played in these he's played these games, he's, he should improve. And you you know, you gotta allow him to compete to be the number two guy, unlike this year when he was, you know, competing to get stay on the roster. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. he definitely earned a spot. I mean, he, he wasn't perfect, but he fought hard. He showed improvement. Right. Um, so he, he definitely, you know, earned a spot in the roster. He deserved a spot in the roster. And now uh, we see if he can kind of be that bona fide, legitimate number two option or number two guy. Um, you know, and it will be interesting to see overall in the next couple of days. You know, um, you know, we we asked Mike about potential coaching staff changes. Um, there's been a lot of speculation about what they're going to do at, on the defensive side with uh, retaining a lot of guys from the Brian Flores uh, regime. Uh, Mike McDaniel said, you know, he's going to kind of give everybody some time to breathe, kind of really put this loss past them and then um, really discuss the state of the team and uh, come to those decisions, you know, one way or another. Um, so definitely in the next day, in the next days weeks we should definitely be uh hearing some confirmation or um receiving news on any possible changes and of course um, there's obviously the potential for some guys to to depart the roster uh depart the staff as well you know sorry already uh got confirmation that um, the quarterbacks coach Dara bevel who was very instrumental in that position room um he has been requested uh uh, request to interview him has been submitted um, by the Washington Commanders who are trying to fill their offensive coordinator spot. I'm sure, you know, after a postseason appearance, a lot of other coaches may be under consideration for different jobs too. So, you know, it's the end of the season, um, you know, transition to the offseason, but there's still definitely going to be a lot of news and um, this team, whether it's the roster or the coaching staff, is definitely going to be shaped um, starting, you know, over the next couple of days the coming weeks. So we'll definitely be uh, monitoring that, reporting that um, as it comes. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins of Death podcast. I want to thank you guys as always for tuning in. Um, Reminder as always to subscribe to the Miami Hero YouTube page, like, share, comment. So we don't subscribe have... Subscribe to the Hero, man. Subscribe to the Hero. Subscribe to the Hero. So we don't have a Dolphins football game upcoming this weekend so i can't say enjoy the game this weekend but as always we'll be back to discuss dolphins football as news comes out and breaks um so you enjoy the rest. <laughs> we will <laughs> we 
well. <laughs> nobody, nobody said that. I need to renegotiate my own contract. <laughs> Everybody's working on contracts. So it's contract hey. season, man. We got to sign some new deals around here. Hey, but, the uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but as always. Better have my money. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Rian. <laughs> but as always, you guys take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Later. <laughs>